Hey guys, welcome back to another episode with Evolve with Mamer, the podcast. I hope all of you guys have been doing well and thank you guys so much for your beautiful messages and feedback on my previous episode. If you guys haven't listened to it, it is an incredible interview with my beautiful husband, Muhammad. Um, if you did not hear it, please do listen to that. And today I have brought with you another incredible podcast episode with Zena, who is also the podcaster or podcast host of Z Talks, um, XED Talks. She's available everywhere on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you do want to listen to her incredible content, it is life-changing, phenomenal, moving, just brings all the emotions out. You definitely need to listen to her last few with Hasna um, and Shireen. They're probably my favorite episodes ever. Um, And I'm so excited to bring upon this new episode with her. And thank you guys so much for your support. It truly means a lot. Keep on listening. Thanks so much for joining. (laughs) No worries. I was like panicking, thinking... I never do well with like technical things so I'm the same but you know I try to just follow a couple of links and it It works pretty easy yeah yeah (laughs) all righty guys welcome back to another episode of Evolve with Amayma the podcast I hope all of you guys have been doing well this past week today I have a very special guest someone who I've met last year in lockdown online and now we've become good friends and her name is Zena. Welcome, Zena. Hi. <laughs> um, now, if you guys don't know Zena, she also has her own podcast platforms. If you do want to give yourself a shout out, Zena, go for it. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> go for just, it. You just put me on the spot. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> go for it. It's called Z Talks. So X-E-D Talks. Yep. And, and where been... can we listen to that? Um, you just follow the link in my bio. Um, <laughs> it feels so weird to like promote yes. myself. Yes, it's, I on, love it's that. on Spotify and Apple. Yeah, and YouTube as well. Yeah, and YouTube. That's right. I've got yes. a lot of yeah, yes, a lot of people like listening on YouTube. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining me today. No, thanks for having me. That's all right. Um, some adult conversation going, yeah. Yeah, especially during lockdown. All we, we're literally <laughs> in front of our kids 24-7. So yes. Zena did say I'm excited for some adult conversation. Oh, right? my God, to yeah. To be honest, I, I need some normal human interaction because I feel like sometimes kids are abnormal. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that before, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Just, look, today we clocked, um, we broke two cups. Oh yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's not the worst that could happen. But yeah, well, what do you mean? Yeah. That's a good yeah. day. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! What did we do? Well, I'm in the middle of weaning off breastfeeding, so oh, I've got cabbages yeah. on my breast at the minute. That's I. I've put my son to bed 24 minutes ago, and he's not going to bed because all of a sudden he needs to go. That he we need to go toilet. He just remembered. That's yeah. um, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah, we're going great. It's a circus. I know. Uh, it's 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 a, it's a havoc, literally. I know, but it's beautiful. Yeah, alhamdulillah. It's, alhamdulillah. it's so fun to complain, isn't it? Yeah, you get it out of your system, and you're like, ah, oh, okay. that's it. I feel great again. Let's move My life's on. Good. My life. What's good. the dinner? Pizza. <laughs> Woo. That will make me feel great. Exactly. Honestly, um, now today I've chosen you, and I did speak 
briefly about this mm-hmm. because you have released a, you know, your latest episode was 30 lessons that I've learned in 30 years. Nice. Um, if you guys see Zena, she doesn't even look a day older than 25, but, you know, apparently she's 30. Um, <laughs> who knows what the truth is really? <laughs> um <laughs> But, yeah, so I really wanted you to kind of go through maybe two main or huge lessons that you've actually, if you can narrow it down, I know it's 30, and then you can bring it to That's hard, yeah. But if you were to give two powerful messages or two powerful lessons um, to myself and our audience, what would you narrow them down to out of that list? Okay. If I had to choose... Uh, my top two, mm. I think my first one is probably understanding grief. Yeah. I think in the past couple of years, I've really come to understand and actually really admire the process of grief yeah. and with all the ugliness that comes with it and all the low points. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of beauty in grief. Yeah. I shared a um like a quote today and it was um it was basically I'm paraphrasing, but it was like it was something like grief is just love that you that has nowhere else to go. Yes. Oh my god, right? I have some, I actually read How that. How beautiful is that? How beautiful and so sad too at the same it time. It is so sad, but it because it, it validates what yes, you're feeling. Definitely. Definitely. You feel so much love for this person, for example, if someone's passed away that you yeah. love. Um, and in your case, do you have someone who's passed away? Yeah. I mean, many times, but yeah. I think you kind of, it's kind of like, I just feel like you, I always, for a really long time, I thought closure was a very necessary component to yeah. moving on or processing grief. And then as I've as I've gotten a bit older, now yeah. I understand that a massive part of grief is just understanding that you have to make peace with whatever pieces you have. Yeah. And it's sometimes the past, most of the time, to be honest with you, if you're listening to this and you've lost someone, you'll know that you, you probably, after the person passed away, you, you think, I wish I said this. I wish yeah. I did that. I wish I – it's never um, – I feel I felt it with every single person that I've ever loved and lost yeah Um, and it can even mean you know even like friendships that you know are no longer yeah like definitely it can be even like just um the relationships that you've had with people um can be even a dream that you had you know something that you really wanted to happen yeah Um, maybe I don't know, maybe you wanted a opportunity. certain Exactly. Yeah. And that never worked out. Well, you had an injury before your sporting career, for example. I hear yeah, a lot yes. of like sportsmen or like, you know, aspiring sportsmen it's always or athletes. Yes. It is so heartbreaking. And they go through like a mental spiral. It's so where hard because it it's is. a massive part of their identity too. Even when they retire, it's yeah. such a massive and they go through grief. That's a, yeah. that's a whole, you know. It is. Yeah, that's a perfect example, Mama. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. I think just um, grief is a big thing. Yeah, and all its glory, everything that comes with that. I think that's one of the major things that I've um, come to really understand. I guess I never really yeah. understood it in my early twenties. Yeah, and another thing is, I think I said something like being content and not happy. 
yeah is a big thing that I've also come to understand so I think yeah. in my early 20s I really just wanted to be happy yeah I used to always say I just want to be happy yeah but now I think I just want to be content I just want to be okay with yeah. what I've got exactly yeah. and that's not being okay with being mediocre no it's just being okay with what's here but this is mine this is yeah. all I'm going to get and I have yeah. to be happy with it yeah you know what I mean? 100%, 100%. If I was just to go back on your first point, um, apologies for that, but you did say that there was beauty in grief. What is one positive that has come out of grieving? To be honest, I think it softens you. Like, yeah, when you lose someone, um, it's very hard to explain to someone how it feels unless that person shares your pain. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, humans, we, that's something I always say is we're all just, we just want to connect. That's it. That's all yeah. we want, right? So Connection. Yeah. Exactly. And there's some things, there, are, there is a certain you know, type of pain. You can't really verbalize it. You can't really use language to you describe only it. Only feel it. Yeah. Only feel it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. It's painful, but it's also very beautiful. And it's a yeah. part of the human experience. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just life, you know, it's just exactly. life. It's necessary. Definitely, 100%. Yeah. Now, if we were to rewind back to your childhood um, and your early 20s and, you know, the last couple of years where you went on to, you know, this motherhood journey and self-love journey and all of the things that you've, you know, you've grown and gone through in the last couple of years, was there something that allowed you or maybe gave you the permission or maybe maybe reignited the spark of wanting to have a podcast platform? Why do you enjoy interviewing people? Why do you enjoy having a podcast? That's such a good question. Thank you. That is honestly such a good question. Because... I would love to. Oh, my oh. God, guys, can I just say, because your podcast is very different to mine. This is the second time that I'm ever having anyone being interviewed. It was my husband last week and it's you today. Oh, I've I never, I normally do solo. Yeah, I normally do solo ones. So your one's very much the opposite. A lot of interviews and incredible people, incredible guest speakers. They're um, amazing, honestly. Amazing, yeah. It's an honour. It's an yeah. honour to, to, to have someone sit and share. It's just such an honour. It is. And I would love it's to know why you do it. I think it's curiosity and it's also that wanting for, you know, that that human connection that we were just talking about. Yeah. But I didn't actually have the confidence Mm. to do it, Amema, for a really, really, really long time. Yeah. Like I always wanted to do something like that. Yeah. But I never really had the confidence and it was my friend who gave me the push. Yeah. That I needed. I remember and you telling me this last yes. week on our podcast, on your, like on your, on your podcast, but yes. our episode, yeah. Because I was really hesitant. Yeah. What and were you afraid of? Start, oh, just rejection. Just yeah. doing it and then everyone going, who's this idiot? Like, yeah. it's your, yeah. it's your deepest, darkest thoughts. Yeah. They yeah. surface and they just come, they come for you. Yeah. You know, and then you get imposter syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And you think, yeah. wait, why am I, you know, I should Who practice I? what I preach. Exactly. Who am I'm I? making it seem like I'm this perfect human, but I'm not. And that's the yeah. problem with social media, to be honest yeah. with you, because 
you got to document your low points and your, you know, and your great High points, your great highlights. Times, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's healthy to do that all the time. No. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's very, it's, it's a, yeah. It was really hard. Getting started was really hard. And just finding my feet with, with social media because it doesn't come naturally to me at all. Yeah. What does it come to social media? Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I was going to say talking, that comes very naturally to you, Zena. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, me too. I'm in the same boat. No, it's fine. Sorry about podcasts. No, no, don't even apologize. No, it is honestly one of my favorite podcasts ever. So if you guys aren't following XED Talks, it's literally available everywhere. It is so incredible. I'm and melting. Thank you so much. No, oh, my God, Zen, I absolutely loved it. I love all of your episodes. The recent one, the, the was it the um, Closeness to God? What is that? What is that season? The um, last one, the Ramadan which, series. The Ramadan. Um, I don't think I named anything, but it started with Hasna. Hasna was yes, the first. Hasna. Yeah. Oh, and my then... God. And after that, um, every single episode yeah. is so beautiful, heartwarming, gut-wrenching, heartbreaking. You know, it's just you know, every emotion. Amayma, do you know what's hilarious? Like, it's it's so funny how these things just work out because Hasna was the first person that I thought, I need to talk to this girl. Wow. Um, and I kept hounding her. Like I was, I'm not a very pushy person. Yeah, yeah. But I really was a bit annoying with Hasna. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew she didn't. And look, and you have to respect people's boundaries. If they're not ready yet. Exactly. Yeah. But when she said, I asked her the second time and when she said yes, you don't understand. Like oh. my heart was racing. I was She's an incredible human being. From oh. ear to ear because yeah. her story needs to be. People yeah. need to listen. Exactly. Yeah. People yeah. need to listen because what you can get through and what you can that and just her it's just amazing. Resilience. She's oh just an incredible God. human being. The outlook on life and yeah. just oh, it's just amazing. I know. She it's is. beautiful. It's it beautiful is. to witness. So now let's go back to you. What is your why? What is my why? Why did you start all of this? To be honest, I know this sounds really like oh, it's really cheesy. No, it's fine. Go for but it. But I always think, like you know, if I was to die, yeah, I would think, okay, so I I got it off, like I got it off the bucket list kind of thing. Like yeah. I did it. And like if today was, was your last day, have you lived it according to how you want to live it? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. That's lovely. I believe that's great so. to hear. That's honestly because incredible to hear. These are the tools that I have. Yeah. Right. And I I do believe that I'm doing the best that I can with the tools that I have. Perfect. That's you know good I mean? enough. And that's I can good do, enough. I can do better, I'm sure. But I this is where I am right now. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. But, I love that. But I think that's my why. I think it's just getting it done. And anyone listening who wants to start a business or start a podcast or start a God knows what you're yeah. thinking, whatever it is, do it. Yeah. Because once you, I think the, the, the scariest part of Mema is the start. Yeah. Just getting it, you know, it's so scary. It's intimidating. It is. it is. But just do it. Yeah, exactly. I think, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but my very, very first episode was released in 2019 in October. And I took about almost a year to come back to it. And if you guys actually hear my voice in that one, I've actually kept it on purpose 
the reason why I've kept it on purpose is because I really want you guys to also feel the difference in the way that I spoke, in my tone, in my voice, in my confidence that you can literally hear through your headphones compared to me last year when I came back almost a year later in about September, October 2020 and how I am now. But Mama, I love that you kept it. Yes. I and went it, back and I and deleted people, I deleted every episode that I felt like the audio quality wasn't good. Oh no, I, I felt didn't like bother. it was choppy, the editing was, you know, crap. Yeah. I just went back and deleted all of them and then I, I like I love that you kept them. I love that I kept now it I and I deleting them. <laughs> no, and yeah, I know. I wish you didn't, but I've also kept it. I think there's this thing of I love everyone, that. it needs to be perfect. This perception yeah. of perfection that well that rhymed is lit- so literally perfection is underlying shame. Absolutely. Wow. So I'm trying to yeah. That's so true. Yes, because I it's was crazy. ashamed. That's yeah. so true. Yes. But I thought I'm getting I'm getting more listeners now, therefore I need to make sure that they have, you know, this selection to listen to and make sure that they've got the, the better oh, well that's why i felt like for that, me personally i just why... learned something yeah go for love it. it i no, know i love what this you're is saying. what you've learned yes, yes yes i feel like i could have easily deleted it and i could have just kept it to myself i've left it for two reasons one to remind myself my growth about my growth and how far i've come Okay, especially on the days I feel like I'm doubting myself or, you know, I should just stop this podcast. I mean, I had a couple of months break, to be quite honest with you. um, And that wasn't because I was doubting. It was because I just felt like I was stagnant. Yes, I know how Um, that feels. You know, and, you know, and sometimes just, yeah, you just don't feel as motivated. And it's the discipline that keeps me going. Right. But with me, my second point why I left this was to show all the listeners and everyone who wants to start something new that's out of their comfort zone or they're scared about what people think about them or that, you know, their friendship group is so unsupportive and toxic that you can grow. You You just have to start. Exactly. Just start. Who cares if you don't. And it's not going to be perfect. Absolutely agree. I deleted my first episode because of everything that you're saying. And I actually wish that I had it now. Yeah. Because I've never ever associated perfection with with shame, even though now that I say it, it's so obvious. Yes, yes. Isn't that funny? Isn't it funny? And 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 I'm not ashamed of it. It's actually quite motivating, especially on the days I feel quite unmotivated. That, that look, this is how far I've come. I mean, I I could I was like stuttering and like I couldn't even talk, and I oh had God, like yes. I was writing things down. Would yes. you believe that I don't even have a list? I mean, I knew the questions that I had want because I dream about it every yes. single night for the last week. I'm like, if this question <laughs> sounds good, then this question sounds good. It literally just comes to my mind when I hit the sheets. I don't know why. But, yeah. um, but then, like, I definitely was not like that a year and a bit ago. You know what I mean? Yes. And, um, and again, as you said, you know, social media can be can be great in so many ways, but it can also be very daunting because you just think that, you know, if you go through Z Talks, for example, oh, she's like a natural speaker. Yeah. Or if you go to my podcast, oh, like she's natural. She's, yeah. you know, she's a chatterbox her whole life. Like this comes natural to her, that but it does not. If you listen to my very first, 
which is funny because it's actually the most listened to episode until today. It is, isn't it embarrassing? Crazy? What, like, I don't even care. That's not embarrassing. That's, that means there was something there. Well, I hope so. Yeah, no, really. I really hope so. Otherwise, it'll just tell everyone, oh, my God, there is definitely a difference in her tone, in her voice, in her language, in the way she delivers her message from last year to now. I don't know anyone who I've spoken to who has a podcast who is not that, like, exactly the same, who's not like, oh, my God, my first episode was so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Honestly. I've spoken to so many people and unless they, they were, say the same thing. Unless they were a TV presenter or something beforehand. Yes. Yeah, no, obviously. That is their job. But this is amateurs, definitely not mine. We're just, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, to be honest, you know, Emma, when I started, I thought, do you know what? If I get one listener. Yeah. Well, that's the only way I was able to upload my first episode. Yeah. It was, I promise you, I swear to God, the only way was honestly accepting in my heart yeah i'm gonna upload this and go to sleep and if i get one listener in the next week yeah i'll be very happy yeah and yeah. It, obviously it, it surpasses what you it, and you always will anyone yeah, listening always. your expectations we just we're our own worst enemy sometimes definitely you know we're just like oh you know it, we just expect the the worst Definitely. It, it will never be that bad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Almost never. I should say almost never be that bad. Definitely. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. If I was to ask you, why do you feel? So with your answer, you did say that you kind of always have this perception in someone's beeping at this time. Very loudly. Apologies for that. <laughs> but if, I didn't uh, hear it. Yeah, so aggressive even in the What is their problem? Literally. (laughs) If I was to ask you, um, I know you did say that your answer to the first to the second question was that, you know, you kind of just think about it, well, am I kind of living, you know, how I want to live if today was my last day? So podcast is definitely one thing that you said was like on your bucket list, you know. Um, why do you think about if today is my last day? I know religiously that it's something that we should kind of keep in our minds that today may be the last, you know, for religious purposes. But what triggered this emotion or thought or, you know, like life is fragile? Like what triggered this? What made you so deep, you know, and give like you giving me this answer, what made you, were you always like that or what kind of? That's such a good question. Instigated this. I feel I've never really thought about this, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I've always had this thing in my head where I, if, you know, you know, have you ever like written something down and thought, oh, what if someone sees that? And then scrunched it up and thrown it in the bin really quickly. Yeah, especially if it's I'm journaling about my husband upsetting me or something or my kids annoying me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like a kid so again. <laughs> I think I've always thought like that. I don't know if it's anxiety. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from, but yeah. I've literally always had this thought at the back of my mind where I don't want to own anything or have anything where if I died, someone would find it and be like, well, this girl was a weirdo. <laughs> like, yeah. What was what was she thinking? Or it, it, I always had this thought at the back of my mind. Mm. And it's not because I'm scared of what people think. It's more I'm scared of, uh, it's more I'm scared of the, you can't yeah. come back and fix anything. 
yeah. you're gone. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's more the fear of being misunderstood, I guess. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I think my grandma passed away when I was young. We had, you know, I've had, I've seen so many people I love pass away. Yeah. And it just, death is all around us, you know. Yeah. yeah. Ida's brother. Yes, uh, definitely. Yes, yes. Like that's yes. literally, that was, you know, so fresh. And, yeah. you know, you you hear it and, and you, you feel it. That's going back to what we were saying before, yeah. that grief, that feeling, it just resonates with you if you have felt that. Yeah. And it doesn't leave you. I think for the rest of your life, you, you're just always constantly thinking, well, I'm going to die too. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, but it's going to happen. It's guaranteed. Yeah, it's coming. And this is coming obviously from you who've who's seen and witnessed so many deaths, whether they, you know, whether it was here or back home, um, in Lebanon. You know, if, was your grandma here? Yeah. Oh, so you did see it. So you literally. Well, no, it. no. This was, I think, one of my. I think I was like nineteen at the time. Oh so yeah. I would say I was a bit naive. Yeah. And I'm I generally I denial is my first stage when yeah. I'm grieving denial yeah. yes I, I go like. there and um I think, I think most people do to be I quite think honest so with you. yeah it's, it's very comforting it's very yeah. comforting and I just yeah. thought she'll be fine um dad was taking her overseas to Aww. see everyone she'll be back Aww. it's fine and I literally just gave her a a hug at the airport and I was like I'll see you soon don't worry you'll be back and I never saw yeah. her again again hum, a lead hum yeah I'm at, looking back now obviously I think I was so naive to think that she would come back but it was wishful yeah. thinking yeah and then you know what it, I mean you can't penalize yeah. yourself for that as well because oh no were, I don't because I just yeah. had never been um I just didn't know any better Amaima I really yeah. didn't yeah, definitely. You know, it hit me. It hit me hard. It hit me like a train. Yeah. When I heard the news, because I really wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um. So I think definitely. an accumulation of those, um, kind of experiences. Yeah. It kind of sets you up to to always think, you know, well, I might be next. Who knows? Definitely. And and that's obviously your answer is coming from someone who's seen it, experienced it, felt it, you know, a couple of times, um, in your lifetime you know, with a lot of loved ones. Um, I, on the other hand, I think I'm a bit of an opposite to you, to be quite honest with you, and this is not to make you feel anything or, you know, the listeners have experienced a lot of loss. I don't mean this to ever come in a way where I'm boasting that everyone around me is alive. Definitely not. (laughs) Okay, guys, I come from a very, like, I don't have a lot of people in Australia. So it's literally just my siblings, my, and I'm the oldest. So I'm 24. So all my siblings are quite young. Um, not saying that they're not, you know, there's, you know, death is not guaranteed you know, to the old only. Yeah. I know. I, know. Yeah, I, saw I don't, have, I don't yeah. have a big family where a lot of my friends do, for example. You know, they've got their grandparents and aunts and uncles. Yeah. I don't have that. And so I've never experienced, and I've come to this country when I was two, right? So I've never experienced like death or grief or loss um, besides um, last. So I know that my grandma's passed away when I was one. I don't remember that. Um, My uncle passed away when I was about six months. I don't remember that either. Um, And then last year, my mum's father passed away last year. Um, I led Hamal in October. And obviously he's overseas, so we so it's not like I was with him or with the family either. 
the only person that I was trying to support was my grandma and I've met my grandpa so sorry my mum I was trying to support my mum I felt a bit of grief to be quite honest with you I felt like because my mum was mourning and she she lost her dad and all these memories were coming up for all of us I felt a little bit of it but I don't think that I felt her compared to someone who lived with someone or you you know your grandma was here in Australia for example yeah so I feel like I just get a bit of a taster yeah okay and you know, and obviously seeing my mum every now and then she'll speak about him, but I feel like I don't feel it as much. And that's um, normal. I think that's and, normal. Yeah. Because having, you know, like developing an emotional connection, yeah. you know, like I've never met, I've, I've both my um, grandfathers yeah. um, died when, you know, before I was born, like I never met them. Yeah. So, and, and I know how you feel, like you, you hear, you know, I see my mum tear up and stuff and she remembers her dad and I, I feel so bad that I I just don't have an emotional connection connection to, to that yeah yeah exactly. but I I it's not our fault obviously we we just never developed that yeah but I think you know how um I was saying like I think when when you do experience it it's something that you 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 can't really explain it yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. not, it, and I think maybe um, like I'll give you an example. Like when my husband's mum passed away, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I was like, talk to me. We need to talk. You know, you need to talk to a counselor. Just talk to someone, please. Just yeah. talk. And then, yeah. literally years later, when I really began to really understand grief and understand what I was doing wrong, yeah. Um, that's when I realized that. Everyone, not only everyone grieves differently, but that emotional connection is so, it's different. Like she was my mother-in-law. I knew her for, I guess, all up. It would have been five years. Yeah. Amazing angel. Never hurt my feelings. Not once. She was just unbelievable. She was an amazing woman. But then I can't compare what I'm feeling and how quickly I'm able to process and to your process. husband who's her son. To my husband who's yeah. her son who's yeah. they were best friends they oh, were yeah he was you know basically his dad worked away for years and he was like the man of the house for ages oh, oh wow yeah. So I, yeah I can't possibly compare yeah. and we shouldn't we shouldn't be comparing yeah definitely in the first place but I think even just validating someone else's grief yeah and just understanding like look i it's not my place. I don't have the same level of, you know, that, that connection that connection. you do. Mm. And that's okay. It, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, definitely. It, it, is, it is what it is kind of thing. And to even just for myself personally, to be quite honest with you, I want to learn a bit more about grief because, as, as you said, it's not something that I'm familiar with. It's not an emotion that comes for me as naturally maybe as to someone like you maybe who's experienced, experienced a bit of it um, in your lifetime. So if, I mean, how could you advise me or how could you guide me? I mean, the most that I was doing, um, even I had a couple of friends, I had a friend a couple of years ago who her father passed away as well, at Hamo. And um, I thought being present, just physically being there was my way of showing my support. But I don't think that kind of worked out because I felt like this person was avoiding myself. Yes. So I don't I don't know how to navigate that. <laughs> yes. I'm laughing because yeah. that's literally 
me and my husband. Yeah. <laughs> that was my yeah. husband was literally like, leave me alone. I was like, no, you need to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it, I mean the thing is I didn't even I understand ask that because... to talk. I would just I would just sit there. Like I'll just be with her family, just, I was... you know, do things for them. Like I <sighs> would just sit and chill. Like I never the thing is because I didn't know how to talk about things yeah. like this, for example, grief. Yeah. I don't know what to say. So I, just I don't think thought, anyone oh, does, to be yeah. honest with you. So I just thought maybe me just being here is, yeah. is a, you know, just a bit of a relief. But, but I, I don't know. I don't think that was reciprocated, the same, you know, as the same intention that I was, kind of. I know what you mean. Yeah. I think even physically, Abdullah was avoiding just even being there. You know, he was always, all of a sudden, he was like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to be at work a little bit longer. And I didn't really put two and two together. I just thought he's genuinely just more busy at work, for example, or, you know. But yeah. now I look back and I think he How needed did I miss those space. signs? Yeah, yeah. He, but he needed that. Yeah, definitely. That's, he needed that. That was his way. Yes. Yeah. And he didn't want to hurt my feelings. Yeah. And sometimes I think, I mean, depends on what type of person your friend is. Yeah. If they're not very good communicators, definitely not. Most definitely not. There you go. It's going to get lost in translation. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're both just, you're trying to, you're both trying to do the right thing. You're trying to be there for her in in your head. This is what a friend is meant to do. Definitely. And I, I agree that you should be there. But I think it's yeah. also a good idea to ask the person. It depends what kind of relationship you have with the person. As well, yeah. To be honest with you. But, like, if it was, like, my sister or, you know, my sister-in-laws, yeah. we're that close where I can be like, look, do you want me to stay or do you want to be alone? Yeah. You know, do you want me to go get you some something to eat, something to drink? You don't want to see me today? That's okay. I understand. Yeah. And, and really genuinely having no hard feelings. Yeah. Well, that's exactly how it went right? for a bit. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, like I completely understand that everyone grieves differently. Yeah. Um. And and so I've I've literally tried everything that you've just mentioned, but I think um, it's I think in conclusion, it was just the fact that I feel like maybe because um I knew you know her parent, her father, or just something along the lines of that, she just maybe didn't want to associate with people who maybe knew of her father, or even though I never spoke about him, never said anything, um. And I completely understand because everyone grieves differently, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes, some, just sometimes, because, again, it's an emotion that I don't really understand. I do know from a couple of friends, they do act in very, um, they'll do things that normally they wouldn't do. And yeah. that's just because of what they're going through. And, the, and you know, this friend had gone through a lot. Yes. Um, you know, and, and look, I still very much love her, you know. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure yeah. you do. Yeah. You know, another thing, Mama, like in, I feel like grief and my understanding of compassion. Yeah. I, I think they're like, um, they go hand in hand. Definitely. Yeah. Right. And I said before, yeah. like, it does soften your heart. Mm. Just remembering these things because life is too short. Mm. Life is too, and the ironic thing is, you know, <laughs> someone could be trying to cope by pushing you away but at the same time you know 
They're hurting because they're pushing me away. They're hurting, exactly, exactly. And at the back of their mind they're thinking, oh, my God, like life is too short. They're probably full of regrets but maybe they have a bit of, you know, maybe they're too proud to say anything. Maybe it's too painful to revisit, you know. It brings back that whole portion of their life. Yeah. Who who knows what the person is thinking? But I think yeah. Well, the most I could do is just be compassionate, understanding. Um, exactly. But then I need to also protect my mental health and sanity, and of and course. you know, and and because of that, to be quite honest with you, um, you know, I just had to take a couple of steps back. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, you do, I mean, you do sometimes. Yeah. I know what it's like to have a toxic friendship. Yeah. And to. To, to give you it's just going so get back and forth back and forth back yeah. and forth while trying to be empathetic and compassionate um and loving at the same time yes. I mean I still very much love this person um oh you can get and the entire family you can like you can you can you can be fatigued from having so much compassion yeah like even that has compassion to... where it was just compassion and then it was becoming it was just turning into so much bitterness mm-hmm. because it was like I am not being cruel I am trying to be a supportive friend I am literally like sleeping over your house and not feeding my son and my husband like I am doing the most I think at that point see when you're going above and beyond for someone I think that is a very good indicator for you just to stop and be like wait a minute there has to be a balance here that's the thing. There was an imbalance. Yes, and that's why you got so hurt. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know if you can hear in my voice. I think occasionally I still am. Yeah. But like, because I've you made, gave but so I've made much. peace with it, pardon? Because you gave so much. Yeah. And, and right. look, I don't give to receive. Like, it's definitely not that. I don't and, give to. And that's what hurts religion, <laughs> As I know, because as Muslims, yeah. we know that you give and God gives you better. Yes. So I was doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake, for God's sake. Like I don't want anything from this person, you know. Yeah. Um. And and whether it's you know, and again, I'm a mum, so I believe whatever good I do will come back to me, will come back to my kids. God will protect my kids in some way. Yes. Maybe He'll prevent them, God forbid, from a horrible accident. Like, I'm a big believer in like things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. My parents, my parents always told me, even if you don't see it in your kids, you'll see it in your grandkids. So I've I've ra- I've just been raised to believe that. You do good, you do good, and God will show you in this world, even if it's 70, 70 years later, or he'll and he'll yeah. show you in, in you know in day of judgment in you know in Akhirah, inshallah. So I never did anything in my entire life that I could remember for the sake of anyone. For, never. And if I catch myself, you know, with my intention swaying or the shaitan creeping up, I revisit my intention. And if it still has a bit of that ego or has a bit of the um the intention of maybe pride or show I I honestly I don't even do that whole thing anymore. Like I just quit it. Because what's the point, what's okay? The, what's the point talking. of going, for example, I don't know, covering up, donating money, um, looking after orphans when it's for show. Because I like I'll go through all of that and I won't even get one reward. What's the point? It will literally turn to dust. Literally. Because it will how sad is that? You spend so your sad. life doing all these things with the wrong intention, but it wasn't for God; it was for the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's why I believe intention is so. If your intention is pure, yeah. at least that's 
at least I have peace within myself and I can stand on the judgment knowing that my intentions was pure, you know, were pure. Um, whether people understand it or misunderstand, honestly, that is not my job. That no, not my absolutely not. It's my not your job. My responsibility is my intentions and my deeds, you know. And protecting your family, your your. this is my house, this is my, you know, my territory yeah. and I need to protect it. You yeah. should have given, obviously there's no point saying should have now, but yeah. in the future, I should say. Yeah, it's just, it's, just a, it's just advice Give, for like next exactly. time. Yeah. Give what you can but never yeah. neglect your child or your husband yeah. or your, do you know what I mean? You have to, yeah. and, or yourself, don't even neglect yeah. yourself. Well, that's the biggest lesson that I understand. And I don't know if you guys know, but this is kind of what, I mean, a couple of years before, this happened about three, four years ago, but um, I think about five years ago, I was kind of going into the self-love discovery, um, personal development growth journey. And so I went through that, what I went through with this friend of mine while I was in the middle of, you know, figuring out all of these things. And I think it was great. It was good timing. Yeah. I mean, it had its positives and negatives. Positive was because, you know, it was something else to learn during this huge shift in my life, transformation that I was doing mentally, exactly. um, you know, and physically and spiritually, obviously, in all aspects of my life. Because, I mean, I don't know whoever's listening, if you knew me five years ago and you know me today, I'm a very different person in the way that my mindset has completely and changed and that is fantastic that's great I'm so proud of it I would I be very worried so if you were the same person yes exactly <laughs> something um, wrong yeah, definitely um and it was a bit of a negative because I was trying to navigate through my own trauma my own emotions my own identity my own you know pregnancy and labor and birthing at 19 all of these things that I was going through physically different in my life and then I had a completely foreign emotion which was grief yeah that I could only taste a percentage of because it's not necessarily my uncle or my family no but don't do that no but Amama don't do that don't do that no, this is what I. This is what happened with me. So, but I but, but your grief, but your, yeah. but you know, sometimes losing a friend. Yeah, it's it's it can really. It's like losing oh, a it's loved a heartbreak. One. It's, it's a heartbreak. Absolute heartbreak. Like I, I know how it feels. Oh yeah, it's a heartbreak and a heart. You cry like, and you go through all the whole process, and years later, you still remember it, and oh, it yeah. still hurts. Oh, so, it is so hurtful. Don't, don't, you know, don't, um, what's the word? Like dismiss that. That's oh, like, no, I'm not that dismissing hurts. that. No, 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 no. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. So when I was going through this journey of mine and then I visited grief because her dad had passed away, in that time is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. my, in, during that time was I thought you were saying because you lost a friend. Oh, you, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. So okay. it was during this time. That I also experienced a foreign, you know, emotion which was grief because her dad had passed away, and then, and then a couple of years later, friendship. exactly, and a couple of years later, I'd lost this friend. Oh God! So and see it, how the timing is so perfect. Yeah, it's Literally. like God. God gives you like a little preview, and then yeah. He gives you, all right, you're going to need this, you're going to need that, and then you come to the actual battlefield yeah and you're armed with everything that you need and still really hard you walk out with scars and everything and it's funny because sometimes battlefield is normally like you and your opponent yeah but it's funny because this opponent is parts of you that's so 
That's yes. That's the, that's literally <sighs> why I said losing a friend is so hard because I know how that feels. Because I'm literally fighting with myself. Yeah, and you've and you've given like all the good memories and all the fun times and all the you know all the the parts of you that you give exactly. Yeah. It's Literally. so hard. It's really hard to let go. It but is honestly, Amayma, so hard. Can, can I ask you? Yeah. I feel like we, the tables know, have turned. Are you interviewing me? <laughs> no. I actually really want to ask you this go because for, for years I always used to think, you know what, I must have been the problem. Definitely. I always used to think that. And now I, I It's very natural to, you know, it's very natural it? to, to think and believe that because, I mean, if majority of us the way we grew up if something's gone wrong it's our fault yeah um and if something's gone right it's usually someone else's fault we never really we don't even take credit for that yeah so you know i mean we can even if we've achieved something or got an opportunity we've been dying to we're just like oh it's just like like it's just this uni they like me they like my presentation blah 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 and if something goes wrong oh my god yes it's literally us that is oh, so. I should have done better. I should have done this. I should. Yeah. Why? I still do that. I... Why do we? And that's the thing. Like, why do we do this to ourselves? I never understood why until I actually studied our brain and yeah. have gone through my own journey and, you know, feeling whatever I had to feel and dealing with whatever I had to deal with. And I've come to here where I help all of these women do the same thing. And one of the, I mean, it's a huge roadblock. Yeah. We can, you know, they say if you have a dream, then that's yours. You just now have to start and get through all of these negativity that has been so ingrained in us since we were pretty much conceived, not even born, because our subconscious mind has been downloading these information before we were even conceived, like literally in our mum's room. So, so then you hit 20 and 30 and you're like, why am I like this? Yeah. Why, why do I think like this? But it's so beautiful that we can even think that. Exactly. I think and, not a lot, and not a lot of people are very conscious of it. Yeah. That's the sad exactly. part. Exactly. I always like, I'm not, I don't want to be perfect because I, I know I can't, I can't be perfect. Yeah, remember perfection is an underlying shame. So what are we trying to hide when we're trying to be perfect? I love imperfection. I love imperfection. Well, it's always that. Does that mean we don't strive to be the greatest? No, of course not. We want to be the best version of ourselves, right? That's right. Yeah, It's it's just a human mind. And whilst you hit 20 and 30 and you have to go through all of these things and heal yourself and, you know, it's also now as mothers trying to conscious parent and trying yeah. to raise children in a different way where you still have the same Islamic values, for example, religious values, values and beliefs, yeah. but also adapt to the time and place that you are. Which is such and, a challenge. Oh, and on top of that, ensure that you don't repeat the same maybe errors or mistakes or things that you didn't like about your parents to your children now. Well, that's funny because we were talking about that before we started recording. Yes. And I was telling you, there are some things that you just can't help but repeat. Yes. And it's so annoying. It and is. You know, and you know that you're doing it. Yeah. 
But the fact that I know that I'm doing it, I think is a step in the right direction. Just be conscious. Conscious of it. And that's exactly what I tell everyone. As long as you're conscious and aware of these things, that's a great start. Exactly. The next step you have is to every time catch yourself. Yes. Before you repeat that mistake, now that we're conscious of it, we're going to catch ourselves. And even if it takes you another year to catch yourself doing the same mistake, Exactly. That's okay. You can't unlearn something you've been doing for the last 30 years, okay, in, in a day or in a week <laughs> or in a month. Sometimes not even in a year. It depends on what that is. Oh, that's so true. You know, and, um, and it's just, and I'm so, honestly, I am so glad that, again, one of the powers and positive social media is that we have so much resources and information and videos and So many amazing professionals doing their, you know, what they do and what they teach, you know, in their profession, doing it online now. Exactly. And they can share all of these goodness with us because I'm telling you five years ago, literally five years ago, guys, there was none of this. And I think it was one of the reasons why I genuinely struggled mentally with Noah. And everyone knows this. Everyone knows no, but um, Mama, it is about what you put on your feed, like what you choose. Yes. You know, right. I mean, you can Even follow, today. Yeah, Even absolutely. Today. You can follow pages that confuse the heck out of you. If you're a Definitely. new mom and you follow the wrong people, I actually think it's more dangerous than having no information at all. 100%. Right. 100%. But be very selective. Yeah. You have to be very selective with what what information you you even and I love following people who laugh at themselves. Yeah, and are so you know what I mean, like yeah. those, and Just those are the ones that resonate the most with people. people. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. we can connect to that, we can relate to that. Yeah, definitely. you can't relate to the you know the the perfection. <laughs> I yeah, definitely I. I literally give this advice to every Tom, Dick and Harry that comes my way. <laughs> literally. I mean, Susan and Karen's in this, in this, you know, in the female side. I don't know why I chose their names. Susan's and Karen's. Uh, Susan's and Karen's. I feel so uh, sorry for Susan's and Karen's. Honestly. They're probably really, really nice people. Literally. literally just butchered their names. Yeah, literally. Apologies, apologies in advance. Karen's copped it the most, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I reckon too. Um <laughs> And, you know, just filter out everyone you follow on social media. I don't mean judge. Filter does not mean judge, okay? You're not the judge of this person. Elaborate, elaborate. Tell me. Filtering out, this is my criteria, and you can take or leave it as you wish. I go through this person's profile, okay, or maybe something on their feed comes on my feed. Yes. Um, And I... If I feel something along the lines of jealousy or hate or I hate myself, not necessarily this person, or I I start to compare, so comparing thoughts start to kind of creep up. I love that. I don't just necessarily, and look, you have to reach a certain stage to reach this point, but if 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 you're starting out, just delete this person. If you've kind of reached my stage kind of of consciousness, okay, I ask myself, why do I feel like this? I don't, it's not this person, okay, this person's just sharing whatever they want to share the same way I get to share whatever I want to share, right? What is it in them that's triggering me to feel these 
negative emotions, which, mind you, are very natural. That's a very good question. So I'm not dismissing my emotion. I am trying to feel and lean into them. Mm -hmm. When I feel jealousy, is it because I feel as though I can't reach their level of success? And then I dig deep into this. Why? And then I ask myself, so am I showing up? Am I showing up every single day and being the best version of myself, putting in this work that I want to achieve X, Y, and Z? They've mm. achieved it. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, it's a BMW, I don't know, X6. I like BMWs, okay? If I see someone having this car, <laughs> why am I feeling jealous? Yeah. That should push me to working harder, right, to yeah. achieving this, Okay. This is so interesting because I was even, I, I, honestly, like when I'm, you know, if I mute someone, yeah. I'm, I, I try my best not to unfollow people. Yeah, yeah, I do. Before I used to just unfollow everyone when I first got on Instagram, then I realised that it's very offensive to people when you unfollow them. Oh, well, like, that's the thing. I don't care uh, about people. <laughs> Well, sometimes you see them in real life and you have to. Oh, okay. Unless, okay. Unless it's someone that you have to see in real life. Yeah, no, That's it gets really point. awkward in my mind. Anyway, so you just mute them, guys, and they'll never know. But anyway, yeah. I was going to say, there are, for me, do you know what it is, Mama, for me? Yeah. I feel like if I'm, if I, if like, if something pops up on my feed and I feel like their values are so different to mine. Yeah. Like some, I did. I just didn't even think of that because body image is also something else. Definitely, one hundred percent. I think for a lot of us, actually, for a lot yeah. of men, yeah. body image is something that is such a sensitive topic. Definitely. So if, I'm, if I'm following someone who's got like an amazing body and they're just yeah. it every day, yeah, it's going to remind me that I, you know, look like this, and I don't yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's not even something that. I don't know. I've actually ne- listening to you explore those feelings was very yeah. interesting. Definitely, I'm so, so glad, and I think I'll give I'm you an example. Again. Go for it. Yeah, you should definitely explore. Yeah. Um. Um. But you know, remember sometimes if you see someone like all the time, yeah, like yeah. for example, sharing that thing that makes you feel very insecure. Yeah. I know it's my job to like tell myself, hey, Zena, look, snap out of it. Yeah. You, you can look amazing too. You just got to stop eating pizza. Yeah. But <laughs> what if that thought would have never even entered my mind and I was actually really happy with myself? But well, then, that's great. I'll give you an then, example. But then, no, but then seeing the person forces you to compare yourself because this is viewed as beautiful. This is what you need to look like. So it's kind of like bombarding ourselves with these things and it kind of tricks us into not being yeah. happy anymore. Maybe I was happy and now I'm not happy anymore. Yes, definitely. Does that make sense? Definitely. Let me give you an example. So when I gave birth twice, I was following this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, her, you know, Tammy Hembra, I think everyone knows her. Um, and she very much is, you know, quite open about how she had her breast done but she pretty much built her booty naturally oh, wow. and okay. I, rem- I used to follow this woman before she even gave birth to her first son about five six years ago right mm-hmm. and then you know four years ago I had my own son and something bothered me with her post that I actually unfollowed her 
Mm-hmm. And it was the fact that I was mentally not in a great place. I obviously looking back now, I could tell you these things before I couldn't, right? I was emotional eating my heart out. Okay? Mm-hmm. I had gained 14 kilos by just literally eating fast food every single night of that year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And no wonder I it's not bad though. Skin. 14 kilos in a year is not bad. Thank you for making me feel great, but no, it is horrible for my and then like, I had all these health issues. No, I but Amanda, that's like, that's like two challenges. Calm down. I know. Yeah, now. <laughs> but okay, now. Back then, you don't know that, you know? I know, I know. I'm and, just joking. Uh, I know. It's horrible. I but know. yeah, it is. And then, you know, I had like constipation, back pain, you know, sciatica. I'm yeah. still suffering from these things, and that's the thing. So there was something that triggered me in her post and it was because I was so unhappy with myself, but I wasn't doing anything about it. Yeah. Whereas she had both emergency C-sections and she was doing things about it. Right? But do you have to share it with everyone? Well, I think it's very important for myself to see that. So I'm not saying that she has to, but for me, I would love to see both sides to someone and then a couple of years, this is what I'm trying to get. Yes, it is about. interesting. Yes. So I don't know of, this person. I have no idea who this person is, by the I'll, way. I'll tag you on Instagram. Um, okay. A couple of years later, for example, now, she's probably the number one person I follow and I watch her stories and I very much like her content. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. She still posts the same photos, you know, a lot of body photos, like still same That the is same so content. interesting. So I it guess is. it's all about where you are mentally exactly. and what's triggering you and why it's triggering you. Now mm-hmm. I see her as a motivation. That's so interesting because, oh, my God, that is so interesting. Okay, I've got yeah. an to back you up now. Go for it. So I, I talked to someone very close to me about yeah. parenting. Yeah. And Coach Mesa seems to come up all the time because I, I, like most of us, yeah. love it and I'm onto it and I've Definitely. got so much more learning to do, right? Yeah. It's like a we whole new world. Yeah. It's just we so much have. information for me to take yeah. in. Yeah. But I love it and I'm, I'm trying. I'm getting them. You're doing great. Thanks, girl. <laughs> and um, my, my very good friend thinks yeah. that Coach Mesa is too passive. Um, yeah. It's too, we're too lenient. We need to be, we, we need, discipline is a word that comes up a lot. And, yeah. you know, so mm-hmm. I feel like any post that is about, you know, how, like parenting in general, yeah. Yeah. but it's specifically, you know, when I share a page, um, it's not a page, sorry, anything from Coach Mesa's page, for example. Yeah. It's not the person. She's not, she doesn't dislike her as a person. No. It, it it yes. triggers her and yes. I know that it triggers her and yeah. I think she's starting to come around now which is hilarious yeah because it's so funny what you're saying yeah actually the the reality it's not the post it's it's her own you know um, she's projecting her own insecurities or beliefs or belief. thoughts Onto the, or the way she would, or the, the perception, way she perception exactly. of what a parent even is. You know, when yes. we did the workshop, she was telling one of the first things that Coach Mesa said was, you know, we don't when own our kids. We don't own our kids. Yeah. Growing up, it's all about control. What do you mean? That's exactly. It's all about control. It, well, my dad says goes because I said so. That's literally yes. the line. Exactly. Right? I was just about to say, 
I was just about to say this is the same conversation that triggers my dad no because way. I try to explain to him in a very nice way, Baba, you don't really own me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I know he's and whoever's <laughs> listening and you don't understand the level of maturity, I'm not gonna say maturity, the level of just if you just don't consume or you don't conscious parent or you're not really aware of what we're talking about, you will probably you know, think that I'm, I am a rude daughter, but I genuinely am not. No, I'm no, just... that's not, you know what, Amema, literally, li- I'm not even joking. We were driving in the car the other day yeah, and, oh my God. So we were going to see um, Liam's friend at a play center during yeah. the school holidays. Yeah. And Sidra said, oh mom, when are we going to see my friend? I said, excuse me. Yeah. Um, you know, the girl's name's Aya. I said, Aya's everyone's friend. She's my friend. She's your friend. And yeah. she's Liam's friend. Yeah. And then Liam's like, yeah, I don't own her. And I thought, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's right, Liam. You yeah. don't own her. That's um, it. And then, and then, you know what Sidra said? What did she say? I swear, this is a six-year-old Amoma. She's like, do you know what, mum? It's like you. You don't own me, but you're my mum. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> I know. Isn't it crazy how these kids know it? I'm not even joking. I was on a red light and I remember exactly where I was. This is a petrol station. I know where I was. Oh, my God. And I thought. Literally. This is my 60-year-old telling me this. But I thought how amazing is it that a a little child can understand this. Yeah, I know. Isn't it crazy? Grown-ups, you know, who are trying to understand that we don't own our children. It's because you, I need. I am also very empathetic with my family because they grew up, of course, in that way. Obviously. Their dad, you know, for example, their dad, for example. Honestly, I think back then the dad thought he owned his wife and yeah. the children. I mean, we're complaining about our dads owning us. Forget it, you know, not our <laughs> mums, just owning us. You know, so it's. I mean, it's definitely um, a huge progress that we kind of need to do throughout generations. I mean, I'm praying to God that our gener- our children's generation will be a lot more conscious, a lot oh, more happier. So They've dealt you know, with their own emotions and trauma and not projector on their real- little children. I genuinely believe and hope so. If we start with this, they definitely will continue this legacy, inshallah. Um, and I want to finish or wrap up, you know, we can say, you know, one more thing, I'm going to ask you one more question, but I do want to wrap up with this quote and I think it's incredible by one of my coaches, Adriana, she said, what I find triggering in you is a mirror in me. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to get to. If something is triggering me, it genuinely means that I need to just figure out my own shit and deal with it. It's got nothing to do with this person. I love that. Yeah, I know. It's is making- there any last quotes maybe you want to end with? Oh, God, I don't know. Anything and like advice. I'm actually busy thinking, wait, what triggers me? <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely speak about this on another episode. <laughs> or, we can forever or just we can call keep me back. Talking. Call me back. <laughs> definitely. Literally. <laughs> definitely. 100%. No, that's actually, look, in all seriousness, that's actually really profound what you just said. Definitely. Because I do get triggered and offended a lot. Yeah, it just and means that you have to work on something. Exactly. It's, like, it's nothing else. And I'm know? being honest. I'm being yeah. so honest. And it's just interesting yeah. to me because yeah. I've never really thought about it. 
Yeah, and I think we all get, no matter how much work you do in your mind, your mindset, your thoughts, your beliefs, your habits, your actions, your behaviours, whatever it is, we will always get triggered. You know, it's just like, you know, it's like a game. I don't know. You just keep on going levels and levels. You just keep unlocking shit pretty much, you know. Exactly. (laughs) Do you know what? Like I feel like it's not coming from a place of, like, I don't hate on the person. No. I just always think, <laughs> this is so weird, but I always think this is so irresponsible. <laughs> like, yeah. if someone's sharing something and I think, oh, stop it. Like, it's that's not true. Yeah. Why are you acting like it's perfect? Why are you acting like it's easy? Yeah. You know, that really triggers me yeah. a lot. I think that's, yeah. like, the number one thing for me. But yeah. I don't know where it's coming from. We can definitely do a coaching session and we can figure out why I think I it. this is happening. <laughs> I think I should call you every single Monday night. <laughs> no, I'm scared. <laughs> you're not ready. You're unravel. not ready to unravel. <laughs> and some people, yeah, exactly. And honestly, some people just don't want to start it because then it will just be oh, dominoes. They just they're just not mentally ready for that. And that's also no, no. okay. I'm actually really curious. Yeah, I think you should journal about it. It it's should be a prompt. You should journal about it tonight or tomorrow. Wow. Right, one thing that triggers you, and maybe this could be for everyone, this exercise could be for everyone who's listening. I mean, if you're driving, please mentally jot this down, <laughs> not physically. Please. Seriously? Please. <laughs> um, if you want to journal about this, just ask yourself, what is one thing that triggers me? Okay. And then you ask yourself why it could be maybe someone driving a nice car. I don't know. Someone pregnant. I don't know. Something. And then you could ask yourself, why is this triggering me? Is it jealousy that's coming up? Is it hatred? Is it, you don't think this person's qualified to be a mum, but you on the other hand should be, you're, you're a natural, but God's just not giving you a baby. Like, what is it? Do you know what? That's, oh my God. I love that you brought this up. You know, something that, oh, my God, something that I've learned. Yeah. You know, some people, yeah. they just have things fall into their lap. And I'm one of those people in yeah. some areas and you're one of those people. In, in other areas. areas. I think everyone has this. Every single person. You have things, if you're listening to this, yeah. you've had things just fall into your lap at some stage in your life. Something just and- and if so you think, if, and can I just say, if you think that you actually don't, I'm going to kind of call you ungrateful because. You definitely do. And the person. Because your heart right now is beating for you automatically. Just look at your own body and how complicated and sophisticated it is. But a you mama, even like how many women, like I'm 30, yeah? How many yeah. other 30-year-olds my age out there thinking, oh, man, I wish I was married. Oh, yeah. man, I wish I had kids. And I'm sitting yeah. here like, oh, man, I wish I had a career. Like, yeah. Everyone's looking at the other person's yes. laps. Look yeah. at yours. Look what's exactly. in your lap, you know. Exactly. That's You powerful. can't avoid it. If, if God wants to send something to you, it's coming to you, man. It's yeah. not going to miss you. It's literally just going to fall in your lap. It may just be at different timings. Absolutely. It's just the timing, divine timing. Just trust it. We were talking about timing before. Yeah. Right? God gives you all those tools and then you get to a point where you need them all. That's it. That's it. Exactly. What a beautiful Thanks so much. I know. 
talk to you. I know. How beautiful and natural. I love that. It was just, you know, flowy. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Very natural, natural conversation. It is. <laughs> Look, I've got um, headphones on order, so I, I'm not just saying this. I really have so much catching up to do, but I'm going to go back and listen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely. so sorry. I'm really awful, but honestly, no, my don't even. I no. listening to any podcast. No, that's okay. That's all right. Thank you so much for you know joining me tonight, and I really do appreciate you and your time and your efforts. And I pray that everything goes smoothly for you yeah. and your children, and you're all happy and healthy and well. And if you are listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I will catch you guys next week. Bye. Yeah.